0: So it is. And we come to the time for questions and attempts at answers to your questions. (laughs) A few comments before we start. As I was integrating with Cauldre here, listening to the music, it's another thing that has Sam baffled through the eyes of Sam, wondering. Why humans keep such a separation from themselves and then the times they listen to music? Music is such an integral part of the vibration and the energy of of every moment of every day. But yet humans listen to music at prescribed times. They actually segment or separate themselves at their music times, but imagine a world where People weren't afraid to sing out a greeting to each other, sing a song to each other in the morning, play music that soothed the soul, that invited the High Self into this reality at regular times. Sam loves music, a wide variety of music, listens to it all the time and literally allows the music to expand his consciousness much like all of you can. very quick summary of today's Shoud that we have done together is not about waiting until you leave this planet Earth and this physical body to get the answers and to reunite with your Divine Self. The Divine Self comes to you in your human reality. If you welcome it in, If you allow the safe space, if you make that choice to be all of you, not just an aspect of you, the divinity flows into your life and opens amazing new parts of you that you didn't even know you had. Quite unexpected some of these parts will be, quite different than what you may have thought them to be. But your divinity flows into your life. It comes to you. With that, let us begin the questions.
1: I had a heart attack Wednesday morning, five stints. They think they aborted it sufficiently so that there's no damage. For a couple of days the prognosis was not looking good. Now I'm dealing mainly with the psychological ramifications. I'm not going to Indianapolis for the Learning Communities Conference, nor will I be allowed to go to Turkey. I'm taking the week off to get my life back in order. I've been so frightened that I wasn't letting any communication through. That's why I'm asking you for a special reading now to get some perspective here. Last night, it hit me like a ton of bricks. The old me died on Wednesday, and this is the new me being created. Damn, if there isn't an answer, if there isn't an easier way to do this. Lots of exclamation marks. So far, that's all I've allowed myself to hear, and maybe that's all I need to hear right now. Thanks for any insights you can provide.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. There is an easier way, but you're not going to believe it, so why even talk about it? The easier way is to breathe. Is to let go of all those things that don't serve you. Is to release the limitations of that you've had. Just to let go. Now, in your case in particular, um, a series of very difficult um, loves, uh, the way others have loved you, if you focus on it just in this lifetime, very, very difficult type of uh, manipulative type of love with your parents thinking that you are not worthy of love and therefore finding it very difficult to express. Every emotion and every bit of consciousness or awareness that is held within is stored somewhere in the physical vessel that you carry around. Emotions like love, of course, are directly related to the heart, and you've stored all of these energies in the heart. And no matter how much you thought – and that is the underlying problem – thought that you were letting go, you were still hanging on, the breathing, true breathing, opens you up, but it also changes you, and so many people are afraid of that. So here you created an event in your life because your choices were at work. They were being heard by your spirit and your body. You were making the choice to live, but to live in a new way. You're making a choice to open up like you've never opened before. So through the experience that you had, the heart attack, it actually opened you up, as is clearly stated in your question or your your letter. You did die. The old you died, but Amazing, isn't it, that you can go right into your next lifetime without having to have your entire physical body die. Your old consciousness, the consciousness of limited love, of hurtful or painful love, that died. And now, through your choices, you're going to live many happy and productive years. Forget about the short term – class here or a trip there. Because you've just re-energized or changed your entire spiritual polarity to where those things really weren't that important and you've opened new doorways to new things that are going to be much more important. Take a deep breath. Bless and thank yourself for giving you this experience. It wasn't a mistake. wasn't anything you've done wrong. You made a choice to live in a new way. So be it.
2: Hello, Tobias. Um, This is Elizabeth. Um, I've been going through a lot of changes in the past couple of years, including moving 1,500 miles. Mm. Um, I feel I'm beginning to come into my divinity, and I also feel that I'm supposed to do more service work, and I'm trying to get more insight into what that is and how my music will play a part of that. Thank you.
0: Indeed. Thank you. Wonderful question on this day, and isn't it amazing how uh, as you change within, it changes your external environment. You you move around. Things are different. In answer to the question, you're feeling the energy right now of of service, but I'm going to ask you also to take a deep breath. You're feeling this energy all around you, and it is coming from your spirit or your expanded consciousness. It is first asking you to serve yourself. You've spent many lifetimes in service to others, to religious organizations, to charitable organizations, and so it's very natural for you to stay in that path, to feel like it is time once again to serve. But if you listen very carefully to this feeling that you're getting, it is asking you to serve yourself first take care of the inner being, to take care of the space that allows the fullness of your divinity to come in. And as you already know, already stated, there is so much work that can be done with music, first for yourself, connecting with some of the um, uh, higher consciousness um, aspects. Uh, There are are angelic beings in the other realm who understand uh, the Energy behind music, even the mathematics or physics behind music, and they are so prepared to work with people like you who let them in. Now, what you do is you meld the multidimensional vibrations of music with the earth vibrations of music. It allows you to very quickly um, go through a series of changes within yourself that you are very ready for, and then. When you have a very deep and compassionate understanding of how music really works, not just some notes written on a sheet of paper, but how it works um, in a vibrational aspect, this allows you then to serve others, healing through music, opening consciousness through music, all of these things that you're actually quite ready for now. Thank you. Thank you.
2: It
1: was good of you to find the time. Let's see. Oh, I wondered if you'd be kind enough to put the following questions to one or all of your three wise men, the spirits of past, present, future rolled into one, the spirits of now. My experience of losing all that all that I once held so dear and much of which I still do has taken me so far 18 years to work through. The natural human reaction to losing everything is surely too too strongly to resist this most unnatural detachment process. However, by resisting it, my experience has been that such instruction serves only to tie one's mind and hence one's body into painful knots. These knots of muscular tension have so disabled me over the years that I am now virtually forced to live the most unnatural lifestyle of a recluse monk hermit yet again it would seem." I wondered if your spiritual guides, remembering their own earth experience, have any practical advice to offer us as to how these disabling knots once formed may be undone. I understand that in seeking the truth, the truth is said to set us free. My own experience, however, has so far been exactly the opposite.
0: Hmm. Eighteen years is a very short time, actually, all things considered. (laughs) Count yourself lucky in that. We see humans on a regular basis who have taken dozens and dozens of lifetimes uh, to to even begin going through some of this uh, letting-go process. The letting-go process, uh, no matter what, is challenging, because the human self, the little human self, is doing everything it can to protect itself. It needs you, the full you, to assure it and reassure it that it is part of all of you. It's not going to be destroyed. It's not going to be starved. It's not going to be punished. It's about integrating that human aspect into you. It's the one that's holding out. It's the one that is holding on so tightly that it is gotten into knots. It is the one that is asking you, in a sense, as its parent being or its all-encompassing being, are you really going to protect me? Are you going to feed me and clothe me? Are you, going to, are you going to give me a reason to trust you? So you're in this internal conflict, obviously. You are taking yourself to the very edge of what it is like to let go by putting yourself through, through deep physical pain. And more than that, uh, tremendous emotional trauma. The prescription is quite simple. It's twofold. Make a true choice. You have thought about the choices and you've wanted for this thing called ascension or spirituality or whatever you want to call it. You've wanted for it, but you really haven't made the deep choice and the deep commitment take a look at what you're willing to go through, what you're willing to lose in order to gain everything back, but in a whole new way. And, of course, breathing. If you're in knots, any of you – emotional knots, mental, physical knots – the breathing literally soothes those knots, helps them open up and expand. You've also got have the tendency here to get very intellectual about this whole process. It is a natural process if you just let it go to work. The evolution of consciousness or the expansion of your own soul is a natural process. We've known, you know, that the physics of spirit constantly have its consciousness evolving. So if you and the little human self get out of the way you'll loosen up you'll lighten up and you will expand out thank you um you're getting far too serious go ahead hi Tobias. how you doing Mm. (laughs) um
3: first i would just like to send a message and uh, a heartfelt message to everyone that is reading this or listening to it at a later date that um, take the first step and don't wait for someone to acknowledge your grandness because you really need to acknowledge it yourself, and I know this. Um, I know your mind might get tripped up into worrying about spiritual ego and all those other things, but if you take this step and you're going to shake and sweat, this is my second shirt tonight. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, facing your demons, of facing how powerful you are, and forgetting about everything that's been done in spiritual groups in the past, it's, a, um, it's a quite a liberating... And terrifying experience but I would just like to send my condolences out to you and say just take that first step and it's amazing Mm. Um, Tobias um, sometimes I feel like this is my second time up here that I probably shouldn't ask questions because I just I have so much energy coming through (laughs) so many potentials and I just I'm so I found my passion at the workshop last week Mm. I said oh it's going to be about teaching to ask Tobias and my wife and I just were so full of love and we don't even have kids for where this is going and i wish i had a trust fund for two million dollars <laughs> to get it going and i choose that um... uh... having said that um... something's been plaguing me for a long time and, and you probably know the question i'm gonna ask i sat and asked it down by the river the other day was a past life aspect or aspects about being in groups and standing up here and and putting your neck out in the line so to speak the way jeff and linda have been doing and everybody else here uh, and a terror a terror of being literally killed for it and persecuted and just really sloppy memories. And then the second part of the question is where do we, Where can you help me just guide me into a direction of uh, of going back into taking this passion and uh, manifesting it in in this reality? So what's the question? The question is, um, you know, again, I I was hoping to make this short. Um, And now my mouth is getting dry. Oh, God. Water? No, I'm okay. I'm good. Um, past life aspects, have I worked before with groups of people and been in a, in a place of possibly, I don't know if it's misleading people or screwing up or something? And is that my main barrier to coming to the Crimson Circle right now?
0: If you consider uh, being a, um, a priest and being in front of large groups of people and screwing up, um, you, Possibly, <laughs> 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 misleading them not intentionally, but because of uh, where consciousness was at the time, yes. Uh, you have um, some relatively deep remorse about some of the, uh, some of the teachings that you bought into, that you, uh, that you then taught others, knowing so many times it didn't feel right, but that's what the book said or that's what the higher-ups in the organization said that you had to do. So there is that part of you that wants to make sure here that you are speaking from you, not mimicking Tobias or St. Germain, not going down a list of um, dogmatic rules, but that you are speaking from you. So when you get up here in front of a group and you have to speak from your heart, the real you, rather than hiding behind somebody else's words, it is terrifying. But at the same time, as you and I are talking about right now energetically, it's exhilarating. There's part of you that loves doing this, that loves sharing yourself, that loves being so open and vulnerable and real that you know you're in your passion. Now, take this energy in front of the group here that you're having right now – fear, terror, but also knowing that when you can get up in front of a group and speak so honestly and from your heart, this is the passion. Don't worry about the details for the rest of it. Don't worry about how the individual parts and pieces come, but just remember this energy right now, that combination passion, fear, exhilaration and terror. and but more than anything, being real. Thank you. Thank you.
1: By the way, you don't look scared. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Some time ago, after listening to the Eleuthera syncretized system, I made the conscious choice to have good health. Now, after listening to the standard technologies, I find out there are rules and a 30-minute procedure every day to have good health. I guess now I can let go of wondering why my other conscious choices have not manifested. It appears to me that our essence, which we are not integrated with, is making our choices and creating our reality in this illusion... I don't feel that our human self is truly the creator. Therefore, it feels like we're wasting our energy believing that we are creating. <laughs> will you let us know when it's time to throw in the towel on all these different things that don't seem to be working for shambra except for those who are still in denial? <laughs> I believe I speak for a lot of shambra when I say, when will all of these new techniques end? They work just as well as prayer did in our past. I'm sorry, but I'm frustrated. And I choose to live beyond.
0: Indeed, there are basic principles about how energy works, how you are a consciousness being and not an energy being, basic principles about how certain belief systems can be very limiting. And this is what we talk about in the materials like Standard Technology, in things like uh, the Saint-Germain's Syncretize. Understand that they are not rules, they are suggestions. Understand that humans want some definition, and it is always a challenge for the angelic beings in the Crimson Council of how, what is the balance of definition before it gets too specific. But yet enough definition to give you some general direction. After that, it is up to you. Things like in syncretize, the basic premise that, make a choice. Most humans – and I see this through the eyes of Sam – they have a lot of wants and desires, but they make very, very few choices. Very few. Very few choices about their life, about what they want, what they choose for their creations. That is very different than a want or a need. So syncretize is a basic program of get back into the habit of making a choice. Standard technology basically reminds you, even though you have to listen to seven CDs, (laughs) reminds you your body, your mind and your spirit already know how to rejuvenate themselves. So can you get off of all the other methods? Can you get off of the pills? Can you stop having to have these daily regimens? It is a reminder that you already know how to do it. Now, will you give permission to your body to heal? And will you trust it to do exactly that? That is all standard technology is about. We give some definition by saying, apply this 30 minutes a day for 21 days, because humans like to have a bit of definition. the reality is, those who are going through the course, very few actually do. They get it. They don't need all the step-by-step procedures. They get it that they can be in the shower or laying in bed at night and say, Dear body, you are indeed magnificent. Do your thing, because tomorrow we have another day. Tomorrow we have work to do and there's energy we're going to flow through, so rejuvenate yourself. So it is very, very simple. You are also – all of you, shambo right now – are laying down these energies and these courses, not just for you. That's where you get mixed up again. You think that it's about you, and it's not. You're laying down this information for the many who will follow, those who are searching right now for a different way, for a higher consciousness. You're putting out the materials for them. The bottom line is keep it simple. Let your body heal itself. Make choices in your life, understand that you are a consciousness being, and allow yourself to play with energies. Keep it very simple. Thank you.
2: Hello, Tobias. I've talked myself out of asking these questions several times, but it sort of goes with the topic of the day. I live – I'm separated from my children by about twelve hundred miles, and this has been by choice. Brings a lot of mixed emotions. My 24-year-old has had depression for years and years. My 12-year-old is have still having a hard time showing up. My 5-year-old and I miss each other greatly. Um, I'm having compassion for myself as well as them with all the things that come up. You know, there's the human worry that I'm causing some sort of problems in their lives by being so far away. It's
0: actually egotistical concern. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're not picking on you. We're using an example for all here. To think that you are directly responsible for the woes of the world is actually quite egotistical. And not, again, not speaking to you specifically, but there are humans that are afraid to turn on the television, for instance, and watch the news because they think they're the ones causing all the problems. Those who think that, um, that they are the reason everyone else in their family is screwed up. Well, family members were screwed up a long time ago, lifetimes ago, and they come in that way. So, so it is, um, we're using this to communicate with all Shaumbra. It is not about you. Whether it is your children's depression or anything, it's not about you. So here's a good example of what we talked about earlier. You are a consciousness pioneer. You absorb everybody else's feelings and thoughts to put them through a consciousness evolution type of um, system within you to try to come out with a higher answer. But you take their issues on thinking they're your own. They're not. The depression is not yours and it's not caused by you. The uh, lack of uh, ability to be fully present in, in this reality not about you. Now, it's interesting because the game that's played with humans is they, they perceive that there's something in you that's feeling guilty, so they play along with it, and it becomes a very convenient excuse. My mother's not here. But remember, the parent never owns the child. The parent is accepting a type of responsibility to bring them into the world. For a short period of time, not 24 years, not 40 years, a short period, and then grant them their freedom. A parent takes on a responsibility to feed them and clothe them and to help educate them in the early stages, but then let go of that responsibility. Sorry to interrupt your question, but it is so pertinent.
2: Yes. I guess. Um if I were to refine the question, is there anything specific that my children need from me, and oh, yes. is there any yes, compassion <laughs> is there any insight you can give
4: Oh
0: absolutely uh, you, <laughs> you can immediately right now with all of your children young and not so young anymore, uh, let them go, cut the cord, uh, uh, take a deep breath, release them because you are holding on to them it 's it's a drain on you and it's a drain on them. Now, your motherly instincts kick in, but they're my children, but I love them. They're not your children. They're disguised as your children, but they're actually souled beings. They're they are angels in disguise. So let them go. You made an agreement to bring them to here to Earth, but not to be responsible for all of them. So, now we know here some people are in shock. How could I let my children go?" We're not saying deny them. We're not saying never talk to them, but stop taking responsibility. They are mature angels, even if they're little children. Let them go. That way they can develop freely and you can develop freely. When you let someone close to you in your life go – a family member, a loved one, a good friend. It allows each of your individual energies to evolve gracefully and on their own. And then a funny thing happens. Then at some point or the other the energies do come back together, clean and fresh, unencumbered by karma, unencumbered by expectations and responsibility, and you develop a new relationship with them. So please do let them go. If you really check into it you'll find out they are wanting that also. It's it's an old game.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. And it happens all the time with all parents.
1: Three more questions.
2: Three.
3: (laughs) This one actually will be real quick because you've already answered it with everybody that went before me. But I'll ask it anyway. Uh, my mom is in uh, assisted living with Alzheimer's, yeah. and I feel
0: responsible. <laughs> in this case, you are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. uh, no. <laughs> Cauldre is so embarrassed. There's so much energy built up here um, for all the questions and for this whole day. It was a wonderful way to release.
2: Well, uh, thank you.
3: <laughs> so uh, basically I'm responsible. and so <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it seems that she does better when I'm there. I'm wondering, am I helping or hurting by being there, and should I be there more?
0: First of all, uh it is interesting we could have a long discussion about alzheimer's. there's a variety of uh, reasons for it uh, everything from what you call the the natural or the physical reasons for it, everything from aluminum to elements that are in the water to some of the uh, other chemicals that are in your day to day life. but these are not actually causing the alzheimer's. they just happen to be more present with an Alzheimer patient. Alzheimer's has to do with this whole process of um, interdimensionality, in uh, walking between the worlds, in a certain uh, desire to expand, to explore some of the other realms, uh, but sometimes it causes – in you understand here – sometimes it causes grief for those back on Earth a lot of times those who are experiencing alzheimer's are actually when they're in that um in the alzheimer's mode in what would appear to be forgetful are actually tra- traveling interdimensionally and they're having a wonderful time now it doesn't do much good for their body or their mind back here but they are going out and testing the other dimensions sometimes they go back into these um Near Earth realms to explore what it's going to be like when they do cross over. It's a condition that doesn't need to be, but again, it is a it is a it is a type of uh, consciousness. Uh, we don't want to call it a virus, not the right word, Caldera, but a uh, a consciousness affliction that's happening right now. They are they're also some of the pioneers who are venturing out multidimensionally while still in the body. So don't look at this as a negative thing, although when you see a parent or a friend with Alzheimer's it's sometimes very difficult to accept. When your presence is with them – when you go to visit, for instance – a funny thing happens, (laughs) as Katumi would say – you also Join in the interdimensional or the expanded consciousness mode with them. It is like now they have a friend to go on the journey with so it is um, it is beneficial to do this, but don 't put that as a requirement to do it every day or every week. Do it do it when you feel when you feel it in your heart when you 're talking to an alzheimer 's patient uh, for any of you don 't talk to them like they 're idiots. Don't talk to them like they've, they're stupid, they're just multidimensional. Join them in the multidimensional experience, but do it a little different. Stay very present in your body, do some breathing, be in the now moment, and then expand your energy to meet theirs. Go on a trip with them. Generally, what they're doing is going out of their body. They're leaving the now moment and they're going off on this, uh, their little uh, side trips. You can join them, but you can stay in the now moment. Now, as a standard, that's going to send a signal to them. That's going to let them know you can expand, you can be multidimensional and still be totally in the now. So, thank you for the delightful question, and it's not your fault. <laughs>
2: thank you. Hello. Mm. It's good to be here. I have also a question about my father. Yes. Um, He's been ill or sick in his shoulders and neck for 15 years, Mm. and nothing seems to help him. So I'm just wondering what could help him. And number two, I tried to heal him. I see all the reason why he got this pain, but then then what? <laughs> I don't know how to get further with that. Thank you.
0: Yes. And generally when you, when there's a pain in the shoulders and the neck area, it's because the natural flow of energy has become very restricted. It is somebody who is not, um, in this case, uh, not allowing themselves to to open up to allow the energy to run throughout their entire being they 're keeping it in the lower chakras, the lower extremities uh, there's a there's a fear of what you would call the unknown or the 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 psychic here so it is uh it is a choice the first thing, and we're talking here now, your specific case the first thing to do is make a very deliberate and specific uh, present this question, do you make a choice to let go of this pain no matter what? Do you make a choice? Now you're going to find that there's going to be a lot of questions. Well, what do you mean, make a choice? I don't want to have this pain, I'm suffering. Continue to bring the question back, do you make a choice now? to go beyond the pain. At a certain point they will either get very frustrated and not answer the question because deep inside they are afraid to do it. They they don't want to make that change in their life. Or if, in this case, he makes the choice and says, Yes, I am ready to let go of the pain and to let go of all the past that has caused this, Then one of the most important things is going to be the breathing. We know we keep going back to this, but it is so simple. You don't need to get a prescription for it. And it is free. The breathing, the deep conscious breathing literally gets all the energies moving. Every one of you right now, just take a deep breath, please. A deep breath. You have You have tremendous amounts of energy stored in every cell and every molecule of your body, as well as the the non-physical energetic centers of your body. It is stored there – it is stuck there for a large part. The breathing helps get that energy moving again, and the breathing allows it to be done so it's not overwhelming. It's done very naturally. So by breathing, the energy starts moving. Now, in, in this case here that we're discussing, uh, what's going to happen if they do choose to let go of the pain and start energy moving? The second phase comes in. Changes start occurring. It will bring up memories. As the energy flows, it'll also open up memories and feelings about what caused that blockage in the first place. It will cause fear that sometimes cause the shutdown to occur again. And when the shutdown occurs again, the pain will come back, but more severe. And at that point, the client, or the loved one in this case, will be more angry than ever. It didn't work. I told you. And it will become your fault, and because of who you are you accept responsibility for that and feel very guilty and and be low in energy yourself and start taking on those pains yourself. They're not yours. But that happens so often. We see as a person starts to get the energy flowing again. Changes occur. Memories come back up. Demons come out of where they've been hidden or locked away, their own personal demons. This is a very... Important time. It's important to once again ask the question: Are you making that choice? The choice to go beyond, the choice to live again, the choice of letting creative energy flow. There are, if you are not comfortable doing this yourself, there are those who specialize, like Andra, in working with those who have blocked energies. We're going to. Make a very clear suggestion in this case, don't try to use things like Reiki. Don't try to use the hand-waving type of healing. No crystals or any of these. These will actually add to the blockage. This being, this beautiful soul being who we're talking about here, is stuck, is wanting help but is resisting it right now. The The most natural way to do that is through the choice and then breathe through to get the energy flowing. Don't try any other type of medications, herbs, anything else. It boils down to are they willing to let go of what is blocking them. Thank you.
1: What's the new energy business plan look like? <laughs>
0: That is a good question with a very long answer. The New Energy Business Plan is very flexible. Now, we are speaking here uh, of chamber. We're not talking about something you're going to run into your bank with.
1: Actually, they are asking about something they could take to the bank. I
0: know. <laughs> the New Energy Business Plan is very flexible. It takes a look at potentials. It doesn't limit to a few defined um, 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 areas. It takes a look at all the potentials. It It is basically a book of potentials. It talks about making choices for certain potentials and it talks about how to keep the energy flowing at all times. Now, that is what you develop for yourself. Sit down and write out all of your dreams all of the things you would love to do. Write down your passion. Write down what would keep those energies flowing in in the practical 3D world. But don't go mental. 3D business plan comes from passion. Once you have done that and once you feel that there is essence and integrity and you in that plan, put that off to the side. Now sit down and write your 3D business plan, your tactical business plan that you're going to walk into the bank with. You're going to be amazed how that they're – even though it is very structured and what you would call old energy – you are weaving in the essence of your new energy business plan into the thing that you're going to walk into the bank. This is how you can deal with the Uh, what we call 3D consciousness that requires certain types of uh, formats, certain types of subject plans and financial plans, but in between the lines on the sheet of paper is the real passion. So your banker, your advisors and counselors, they're going to feel something when they're reading the plan, and even though it's just mundane words, they're going to feel your true new energy business plan flowing through. Thank you.
1: Fourth and final question.
4: <laughs> I've had a couple of close friends in my life that have had an ability uh, to communicate with the other side. Yes. One of them seemed to have been born with it. The other was in a period of crisis in her life when uh, she, she was a, a pro- professional typist at one time. And she actually felt her fingers spell out words as if she was striking mm. keys. And she could get these sentences uh, that gave amazing insight into situations, just like the other one could. Mm. And, and it, well, I, 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 I've I really been envious of this. Mm. Edgar Cayce, he suggested one should not try to develop their psychic abilities, but their spiritual abilities. Mm. And, and I've tried to do that. And... I am at a point now where I can get some equivalent to a muscle testing response in my head where I can get yes and no answers, but it's a long ways down from the insight that these others have been able to get, you know, the background and by hearing sentences, revelation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in this new energy, is this open to me to to develop this, to, to get this? And what specifically do I need to do? Uh, So I can do it. And it's not just so I can communicate with the other side generally, but if I can communicate with my higher self this way, this is a whole lot better than looking for synchronicities and that type of nonsense. Indeed.
0: (laughs) Indeed. And again, I'll present this through the eyes of Sam. And here's Sam, eight years old, very, very inwardly open, meaning very open to himself on the inside, can see energy, can feel energy, very very certainly. And the one thing that also amazes Sam, because he sees the entities around, sometimes sees them as colors or forms, once in a while sees them as uh, illusions, uh, uh, taking on a physical body. But it amazes Sam that humans can talk to each other. They can do something like listen to a radio, uh, even though they can't see the radio waves coming out or even see the sound waves. They do all of these things, but they consider it unnatural to talk to the non-physical entities. Actually, it is the most natural thing. You all have that uh, – it's not even ability, it just is – to talk to anything. We had to take a year with Caldra to get him to open up. Um, even though he had been a channeler in other lifetimes, the density of earth is so, is so thick that sometimes you forget. We had to take him through first learning how to talk to a road sign, talk to the floor, talk to the chair. Now, we did this privately so other people didn't see this and <laughs> question his um,  sanity, but it was understanding that everything has consciousness and everything can be communicated with. If you expect to hear words, it's going to be very difficult. You're probably not going to hear words. You're probably not going to have some spirit moving your fingers across a keyboard. It comes from feeling, so let's let's do it right now. Beneath every one of you is a floor. Beneath those of you here in Cole Creek, there is a, a floor that's made out of wood that comes from trees. Allow yourself to feel the energy of the floor. Now, if you say at this point, but it's just a floor, take a deep breath. Expand your consciousness. It's more than a floor. It's the tree. It's the energy of Gaia that's flowed through it. It's the energy of everyone who has ever handled that wood, built the floor, and walked upon this floor. It's many, many years of energies at different levels. So you don't want to try to just discover the or communicate at at all levels. Feel a layer. Feel into a layer. That's sometimes too – you get overwhelmed you're trying to feel too much at once feel a layer or a level as in the floor and it will communicate with you not in english words not out loud not with morse code but it's going to communicate with you energetically feeling don't look for a physical sensation don't look for a definition you see right now you're trying to put definition around it. Let go of the need for definition and just feel. As you do this with objects and then eventually with people and then eventually with angelic or non-physical beings, you're going to learn that there is a feeling that comes over. And You may not be able to understand it in your mind right away, but you'll know a feeling, a sense occurred. Later your mind will be able to put its concepts around that feeling that you got, and ultimately you'll be able to assign words, much as Kaudre can assign words to the very feelings that we are transmitting to him. We do not send him words. We send feeling. We send uh, essence, consciousness to him, and you'll learn to do the same. Make it very simple, because it is. It's a natural thing to communicate with anything non-verbally, without the head, without expectations that you have to have a physical sense or reaction. So, that being said, try different objects. And the other thing for all of you is to trust what you're getting. It may not be all of the answer. In other words, when you communicate with the floor beneath your feet, you might just be getting a part of the answer. You might feel in the floor here, you might feel somebody who was having a bad day and they were angry, and you might tap into that layer of the consciousness of the floor. But trust it. If you get an angry feeling back, understand that there's something in the consciousness of that that would give you that. Now, the same with dealing with the non-physical beings. There are many layers of them. I, Tobias, have a Sam layer. I have the layer of mirror from Atlantis. I have a Myriad. I have the August layer from my last lifetime on Earth and Tobias and all of these others. So when you feel into my energy, and desire some sort of communication, understand that it could be at many different levels. Right now I'm communicating with you on approximately four or five levels. And sometimes that overwhelms the mind, and that's when you go into the shutdown and say, well, I don't know how to do this. You actually do know how to do it, then you learn to traverse between the various layers and levels of the communications that are going on, all of the time trusting yourself on what you were receiving, what you were getting in the communication, understanding that it could just be one layer or level, but not letting your mind filter it or distort it or even try to define it. Communications, through what we would call consciousness or essence, is very natural. Using a spoken language with a limited number of letters in the alphabet and a limited number of words in the dictionary is very unnatural. It is very difficult for us angelic beings to communicate with you when you expect words because it it is so limited, it traps us. So we deal with you beyond words, sans definition. Thank you. Thank you very much. Indeed. So, Shaumbra, let us take a deep breath today. Sam is woken up, (laughs) ready to have his dinner, extremely hungry and not sure why. (laughs) He is um, overwhelmed by joining in today. You have to understand for his young essence to come into such a very uh, dynamic group uh, is a lot. Something happened today with Sam. He remembered why he's here on Earth. He remembered that it's not just about being an eight-year-old boy to two pain-in-the-ass parents (laughs) and (laughs) and being sick so much of the time. He remembered he came to Earth for a reason. There's a passion. And today it's a new Sam. Today, it's a Sam that is excited about living on earth. And so it is.